What's going on, Pinocchio? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX for Washington. It is Monday, January 23rd, 2023. It's technically Tuesday. It's actually super, super late. I started recording this at around 11 o'clock-ish, maybe a little bit after that. And uh, we're here at 12.05 or so. I'm going to... Um, <laughs> say blame it on the fact that we had a really long firefighter training today it was a three-hour training was not expecting to be three-hour training it was also a very busy day at the office but excuses excuses at the end of the day i got this out and i'm actually really excited about this one this is uh one of those that's like kind of low-key very valuable so i hope you have a pen and paper handy if not maybe be prepared to listen to this more than once i have something in there that's like a gem and I said that I was like, when I listened back to it, I was like, yeah, that's it right there. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and get this episode underway. Ah, you know what? I forgot to even tell you what I was talking about. We we're talking about uh, training and functional training, as you probably can tell by the title. Uh, but, you know, I'm going to dispel some myths and maybe just give you a better idea of why functional training is the best training for people like yourself. All right. So without further ado, now we'll get into the episode. Season 10, episode four. And we'll call this one Functional Training Isn't Functional. Let go! back hey listen uh we got another uh fitness episode for you you know this funny thing is that uh, uh sometimes i talk uh, to clients and we have interesting uh conversations and um you know i can't i don't i don't always have a recorder on me but there, i do a lot of times uh talk about the conversations we have because i think uh you know although we don't talk about all our conversations uh, i think a lot of the things that we talk about like questions and conversations we have i'm pretty sure that if you were to talk to me personally Personally, you'd probably we'd probably talk about the same thing. So, uh, hence, you know, a lot of the a lot of the podcast episodes that you hear are pretty much things that I've talked to uh, my clients about, or potential clients, or uh, clients that I've had for a long time. So, uh, this is a topic that I've with a client that I had for quite some time. Actually, we've been training for about three years, a little maybe a little bit a little bit less than three years, but um, this is an interesting. Uh, topic because a lot of people ask, you know, what is functional training? I even had an episode or two about, I think it was actually called, what is functional training? Uh, but, you know, you could talk about it until you're blue in the face, but you don't understand, like, why you do it. So this is like a kind of a shorter episode. It's a long, it was a long day for me. This is like, oh, it's pretty much 11 o'clock, almost midnight, actually. And uh, I've been going nonstop. So we're just going to give you a real quick breakdown of what functional training is. Uh, because everybody talks about, you know, like a lot of trainers, they talk about you need functional training. I know that's like kind of, it's kind of hitting its peak right now where, 
people are talking about functional training, how it's so important for your, your everyday life. And we all know like functional training in its general essence is supposed to make your life a little bit easier. You know, it's supposed to help you with your mobility and your functionality as a human being. Essentially just move better as a human being. That's the general sense of functional training. However, what we're looking at is not necessarily a foolproof foolproof method. What I wanted to say here is that functional training is not necessarily functional, if that makes sense. I know it sounds silly because like that's the whole point, that's the whole premise of functional training is to help you become uh, more functional. However, a lot of the movements are not necessarily uh, natural movements. Like for instance, when I, um, TRX is like probably the epitome of functional training. A lot of the stuff with, fun- with TRX uh, pretty much makes you move better. On a particular exercise that I was working with on one of my clients, uh, I brought up <clears throat> a point that a lot of trainers bring up. Is that like when you're doing a squat, you should, you should hinge your hips. Meaning, and we've talked about this before, meaning that you should essentially uh, stick your butt out and hinge at the hips rather than focus on bending your knees, okay? And when that happens, a lot of times your chest is going to almost be parallel to the floor. You know, if you're using weights, it's probably... I don't know. I don't know. The, 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 the jury's still out. I mean, I'm, there's people that talk about this. I feel like it, it depends on the type of squat you're doing. Uh, low bar squat's a little different than a high bar squat. But, you know, we're not going to go into the intricacies. We're not going to go into the ins and outs because we try to keep this uh, relatively basic, especially on a episode about <laughs> functional training, one of the most basic elements of personal training. Uh, but when you're on a TRX... That is the opposite. You actually want to be as upright as possible. And the reason why you want to be upright, even though it's not necessarily, it's, it's you actually cannot replicate that in real life. <laughs> you can't replicate going back into a squatted position and being upright. But the reason why I have people do that is because it helps isolate your glutes. It helps you engage your glutes rather than using your lower back or using more quads, right? There's a lot of exercises in the world that, you know, would use your quads. Uh, So I try to use the squat on the TRX to really show people how to isolate their glutes. And it also helps them with a pistol squat, which is with one foot off the ground. So if you can master that, get the strength in in the muscles that you need to do a proper squat, then the next step is a pistol squat. And once you, uh, you know, once you get stronger with that, then you can start graduating, at least in here at this studio, into weighted exercises, okay? But those weighted exercises aren't going to look like the TRX exercise because it's going to be a different form. However, it's going to utilize those muscle groups that we trained, which leads me to this point. Functional training isn't functional in the sense that the exercises that you practice are not necessarily exercises that you're going to replicate in everyday life. However, with functional training, the goal is not necessarily in this particular, at least in my book, to replicate exercises or replicate movements in a safe environment. Yes and no. 
Mostly, no. <laughs> Safe environment, yes. But mostly, the goal here is to train the muscle and not the exercise. I'm going to say that again because uh, this is like training 101. Whether you're a personal trainer or you're just learning how to train yourself. Train the muscle, not the exercise. Everybody is so concerned about doing these fancy moves and not really understanding how you can even do these fancy moves. I have people sending me videos all the time like, hey, can you do this? Or should I be able to do this? Or, and I'm like, listen, you, we're not worried about what exercises you can do. Who cares if you can do a burpee and then turn that into a backflip? Yeah, sure, that might get you a lot of likes, but what is the actual functional purpose of that movement? Again, my point here is it's not, it's not necessarily that functional training is going to replicate you doing other movements outside the gym. Although, you know, there are certain cases where you might be in, like, because, you know, the, the whole point is in a safe environment, there are certain cases where you might replicate an exercise uh, that would mimic what you're doing in, in everyday life. One movement I know that I have my clients uh, replicate very often because a lot of them travel is a, a shoulder press or a some something similar to an overhead press because if you travel a lot, what is the thing that you really need to be able to do? <laughs> Unless you're traveling and packing no bags, you need to put your bag in an overhead compartment unless you're going to put it underneath your seat, right? But it'd be nice to be able to put your head, your bag into an overhead compartment. So uh, what we do is we practice a safe way of doing that. You know, we don't we, we don't just say, all right, we're going to do shoulder press with heavy weights and then hopefully that'll help you get stronger. What we do with the trainer-client relationship is essentially I am training their body to do that movement rather than lifting heavy weight and hoping that that will get their body to do the thing we want. But again, for the most part, functional training isn't functional. It might be the case that you need to strengthen your glutes or maybe you need to strengthen something in your lats or there's a certain muscle that needs to get stronger. And instead of doing like, you know, your basic exercises, of course, you know, your bicep curls, pushups and stuff like that, uh, they have something that may be isolated or something that may have you uh, working a range of motion. Uh, and it may not like, again, it may not be exactly like a, an everyday movement outside the gym, but it's going to be beneficial for you. Uh, to getting stronger in the places that you need to get stronger. So that being said, uh, functional training, even though it's not functional, I think it's probably the greatest way to train anybody. Yeah, obviously, it's pretty much what I set my foundation on here at General Fitness Company, uh, functional training, because, you know, I, I mean, I've been an athlete, as you know, I've talked about it many times, world, world champion, six-time all-NCAA All-American, uh, <laughs> the list goes on. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's it's most important to be able to do functional training uh, because, you know, you can lift heavy weights. Yeah, I know I've done that before. It doesn't feel good after a while. Your body doesn't feel good after a while. You can do a lot of cardio and run. Uh, that's good. It keeps you thin, but your joints don't like that too much. Uh, and so <laughs> you can do a lot of other things. But I think the best thing is, you know, uh, there's yoga too. You know, yoga is great. But I think out of all these modalities of training, 
functional training kind of covers them all because it's not necessarily a particular style. It's more of instead of it being about the exercise, you know, yoga, you have the uh, downward dog and upward dog and stuff that is very uh, synonymous with that particular, or you identify those movements with that particular form of exercise, you know, uh, Tabata, you got hit training, you know, you have all these types of training that have something that's specific to it, whereas functional training, or not, I should say, to get even more specific, they have all these types of training that have particular movements that are specific to it, meaning that you're training the exercise instead of the body. So functional training is the opposite of that. You have a lot of exercises. Nothing is necessarily exclusive to that particular type of training. Essentially what it is, is you working your muscles to get stronger in the way that you want them to be stronger outside the gym, period. So you can move better and you can be more functional. And that's it. However it is, then that's what it is. So I suggest if you're looking into a personal trainer or if you're looking into training yourself, do some research. Find out exactly what personal training is. Uh, You know, obviously you got this episode, but, you know, find out a little bit more of what you can do to help yourself out and get stronger in the ways that you feel that you might be uh, lacking in strength. And that, my friend, is the way to train your body. All right. So that does it for this episode. I really do hope that it brought you a lot of value or really try to think about this one, put some thought into, uh, this particular episode because, you know, I talked to my client, but, um, they've been training with me for a while. So it was pretty much like, you know, like a 30 second conversation because they understood the concepts. Obviously you haven't been training with me. So I broke it down a little bit more to kind of give you an understanding of my philosophy and personal training and how I continue to keep my clients healthy, strong and actually gaining strength as they get older. You know, like I can't tell you how many of my clients have said, I feel stronger at age 60 than I did when I was in my 30s. And it's because they have more body awareness. It's not just about uh, moving their body around, but it's actually knowing what their body's doing and being strong and moving their body in a way that they're not having any compensations. All right. And that's how it goes. So like I said, I hope you do that for yourself. If you'd like to do that on my show notes, I have a general fitness company online training program. You can jump in on there. Essentially, it's pretty easy. It's free two weeks. And all you got to do is just click on the link. No credit card needing needed. All you got to just click on the link and you get started. So that's it. I will check you on Wednesday. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourself. And as always, keep good company.